Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Is a Podcast? The podcast that took a week off because I'm sick. I was pretty sick for the past week. Um, I'm just now getting over it, like the final stages of being sick. Um, But like I didn't make any videos. I didn't record a podcast. I didn't do that much. Um, I still like went to work and stuff like that. And if I took a day off of like work, I probably would be better by now. But I didn't take it off of work because it just wasn't that serious. You know, like it's not serious enough that I'm like coughing all over the place, but it's serious enough that I feel bad for 24 hours a day. Um, And it's not like I was out of commission, like I couldn't move. I had like a sinus infection, which I blame on daylight savings time because every time daylight savings time comes around, shit just gets fucked up and I don't know how to deal with my body. And my body just goes haywire every daylight savings. But I was sick, which is why I did not upload a podcast last week not like I have any fans um but I wanted to start off with the state of the podcast I know last podcast I talked about how I wanted to title it and I changed my mind on how I want to title it I think I'm just going to title it something clever something short digestible I don't care about putting the title of the other podcast that I'm going to review in the title anymore Because some of the titles of podcasts that I have lined up that I'm thinking about reviewing are pretty long anyway. So I just said, fuck it. Let's just make something clever and go from there. Um, Little bite-sized titles. And the names of everything or like the description of everything I talk about or most of the things I talk about will be in the, the description of the podcast episode anyway. So who really cares? Not me. But... Yeah, I'm sick, so if you hear any coughing, any sniffling, I apologize. I will not apologize for burping, which I may do. I don't care about burping on podcasts, but sniffling and all that, yeah. We 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 don't we don't accept those without an apology. But yeah, I actually did try to record a podcast last week while I was sick, but it just sounded so bad that I I stopped recording. And went to bed and got rid of it. Because that's the only way that you can like get rid of sickness in my mind is like rest. It's crazy how much like rest can do. Just like shutting down your other body parts, just resting. It's crazy how that like actually helps with your shit. And also, you know, drinking like water and shit, peeing, pooping, vomiting, sweating, sneezing, anything that gets fluid out of your body, I believe will help you not be sick anymore. Of course, I don't have any scientific evidence to back anything up. And nothing that I do really is backed in science ever. But that's what I think. You know, pee out the sickness, poo out the sickness, and rest and drink water and other liquids. And you should be fine. But you have to rest. And I went to work for five days a week. So who's the idiot? Probably me. And I just sniffled. I don't know if the camera caught that or not the camera, the the microphone probably caught that. But I just sniffled. Oh, well. And I just took a sip of my tea that I'm drinking. I'm drinking some Lipton green tea. Um, Nice and 
you know, finished off in the microwave. I have like a kettle, but I like to finish off in the microwave. Just put it in the microwave for like 15 seconds just to get that that radiation flavor that I like. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I wanted to talk about about the titles. I also wanted to announce that the podcast is on Stitcher. Stitcher is a podcast website, app, whatever. Stitcher has original podcasts and all that shit. But I was like, I should put my shit on Stitcher. So I submitted it. You have to review it. Someone reviewed my shitty ass podcast and said, yeah, this is good enough for Stitcher. And I'm like, sucks for whoever's job it is to review my RSS feed and accept or deny I mean, maybe that's a good job because you get to listen to podcasts and people like podcasts. But if you're just listening to some shitty ass podcasts, must be a terrible job. But yeah, it's on Stitcher now. Um, I guess I should have a link to the Stitcher um, website that I could share out, which is fun. And it's crazy. Like once you have the RSS feed, like it's pretty easy to submit your podcast places. Like, I remember when I first started the podcast and I was, like, learning about the RSS feed and how to host it and blah, blah, blah. And it was, like, really difficult. But once I figured it out, it's really easy. You just copy and paste the feed and it goes places. It's crazy. I don't know how it works, but it works somehow. But, yeah, it's on Stitcher now, which is fun, a major podcasting site. So maybe I'll get new listeners. Um... Hey, if you're a new listener, hi, I like you. Thanks for listening so far. I hope you keep listening. I hope you don't pause and go to Joe Rogan or someone more popular. But hey, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Um, sorry you had to listen to how I'm sick and how I'm peeing all the time. Um, but also, I wanted to talk about my YouTube uh, videos because I posted a podcast on YouTube, as you should know. And the thumbnail I use is my face with a flag of India, the Indian flag. And I use that because it was a thumbnail from a video I did because I've noticed on my YouTube analytics that a lot of my viewers were coming from India. So I did like a video appreciating India and I put the thumbnail as an Indian flag. And then I just kept that thumbnail and decided to use that for my podcast. Um, I want to say that I have not done any research into the tensions between India and Pakistan. I know that there are tensions there. I have not done as much research. I hope there is no war because war generally has long-lasting negative consequences. Um, But I think there might be a war. I haven't done too much research into it, but I just wanted to um, clarify that just in case someone saw the Indian flag and thought that I was taking a side on this war. I hope there's no war. I don't want to go deeper than that because I don't know the situation. I don't want to say anything problematic. I don't want to offend anyone. I just want to say I hope there is no war. I don't want people to go to war because war has consequences. Um, But speaking of YouTube, um, just a little bit of my life in the past week since you don't know what my life is like because I didn't post a podcast. But speaking of YouTube, um, a while ago or like last week, I posted a bunch of music reviews because a bunch of music came out at the same time, like Lil Pump, 2 Chains, Solange, T-Pain. And I was thinking or I've been thinking about this for a while because I reviewed Lil Pump's album, Harvard Dropout. 
and I reviewed it positively. And I knew what I was doing with this title, but I said Lil Pump is better than Eminem. And I said that I like Lil Pump more than Eminem. And I'm going to sip my tea now. And I said that, and then the stands came for me. Not, the, not multiple stands, like one or two stands. But I have to do a deep dive into stand culture and cancel culture, which is deeply related. I have to take a deep dive into that and like maybe make a video. Because I don't fully understand the psychology behind it. But people were defending Eminem to the death over my video. So much to say as I'm a bad person because I don't like Eminem's music as much as other people's music. And I think Eminem doesn't make that great music. I think, I this is what I think about Eminem. He's a skilled rapper, but I don't care about what he has to say most of the time. He has some good songs, um, classic songs, legend because of his rapping skill, but I don't particularly care for it. And I say that and the Eminem stand just go crazy. They think I'm a terrible person and i just i don't get that that makes no sense to me and i got some feedback um because i was responding to comments on that video and then the person who gave me feedback that was like somewhat constructive was like yo <clears throat> sorry for the burp he was like yo just ignore this don't be a dick to people just because they're being a dick to you and i get that i understand that but i guess what I've been thinking about is like, that advice works for popular people. I'm not popular. So I see literally every comment that gets commented on my shit. So it's hard to ignore it. And I didn't even think I was being that insulting. You can go to the video and see youtube.com slash A-L-T-A-P-O-P-E. Um, you can go to the video, scroll down and you can see. Just search Lil Pump is better than Eminem because he is in my opinion, but I get that, but you, if you can see every comment, it's hard not to respond to comments. Some comments don't warrant a response, but if you're going to tell me I'm a bad person because I like Lil Pump more than Eminem, you can eat my whole ass, and that's how I feel about it. You can eat my whole ass. You can fuck directly off. If you are going to call me a bad person because of musical preference, shut the fuck up. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, that's just something I was thinking about. But something more important is that I got my phone stolen. How, how crazy is that? I got my phone stolen in San Francisco, of all places. And I was thinking there's two places I frequent in the Bay Area, which is where I'm broadcasting live from right now, the Bay Area, California. But I frequent Whole Foods in San Francisco, and I frequent Burger King in um, Oakland. And if you know about those two places and you would think, where would you get your phone stolen at? I think most people would say a Burger King in Oakland, the Burger King where people smoke weed inside the Burger King because they can and no one's going to stop them versus the Whole Foods, which is, you know, bougie and, you know, full of expensive food. You would think that maybe the Whole Foods would be a little bit safer, but nope, got my phone stolen. And, you know, it sucks because, like, like I have mixed feelings about stealing. Like, people steal from, like, corporations and shit. And I think that stealing from, like, the big faceless man is usually not that harmful. But stealing from an everyday person, that's kind of fucked up. 
Like, I don't steal from people, and I don't steal from stores either. Like, I don't have, like, the tenacity to steal from stores. But, like, stealing from stores doesn't harm that many people, right? It's not very harmful in the long run. But if you take someone's property from them, like, not a store, like, an actual person, it's fucked up. You feel bad. You know, I felt bad. I was like, damn, I really let my phone get stolen. I'm so cautious of this. But I really let my phone get gurped. It's like, fuck. It makes you feel bad. And I just remember, like, times that I have, like, stolen things or thought about stealing things. I remember in middle school, like, and I was new to my middle school. I was a new kid. And some kid asked me if I stole stuff. And I was like, yeah, I steal stuff, knowing very well that I do not steal stuff. And then they were like, I went to the store with this kid who I barely knew and we just stole a bunch of shit. And I was like, why did I do that? But we didn't get caught. And I was like, damn, that's maybe people don't grow out of that mindset. Like, I don't have the the mindset to steal from other people. But some people, you know, they desperate times come from desperate measure, measures. Maybe they stole my phone for parts. But I have a new phone. Um, it's the same phone. I have a brand new iPhone X, which is very fancy. Um, but yeah, I have that now, so everything is fine. Um, it took a while to like get this shit activated. Like it's easy to set up an iPhone if you like know your iCloud password and shit like that. But setting up service, you have to go through like all these hoops and you have to talk to like customer service. But customer service was great, but it's just a lot to do to set up a phone. And I think it's really um complicated and it can be less streamlined or more streamlined, I should say. Um, I do have Sprint, so maybe that's a little bit different. But, yeah, I feel like it could be a lot easier. But, like, the person who I was on the phone with doing this, and thank God I have two phones. Like, I have a work phone and I have my regular phone. And my regular phone, my personal phone, is the one that got stolen. So I was able to call from my work phone to get this shit activated. Otherwise, it would have been, I would have had my ass way in the jackpot. Because I don't have a phone to call to get help with my shit. But thank God I have two phones. But, yeah. It takes a long time and it's complicated, but it worked out. It took me a few days, uh, like a day and a half to fully activate my phone. But we have a phone now. We are live with a phone. We can communicate with whoever we want. I didn't even have to change my phone number. So if you have my phone number, for some reason, it's still there. You can still text me at that phone number. But anyway... Um, I want to talk about some, some things that happened in the news. Um, mostly something that's old news at this point. Well, we'll get to some juicy news in a second, but the whole college bribing scandal happened, um, with Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin and her kid, Olivia Jade, who apparently doesn't get like care about school. And I think they dropped out of school at this point and they lost all their partnerships and shit and they're going down the tubes, but it's like they bribed to get into USC, which is, you know, it makes sense that you would bribe into USC because USC is a place for rich people. It's a place that's, you know, has a low acceptance rate. It's a place that, you know, has status. You'll brush shoulders with other rich people. But I work in education. I cannot condone bribing in that way, like paying $500,000 to get your kid into college fraudulently i cannot condone that like i work 
in education, in college advising. So I know the game and I know that like you can do things to boost your application like legally, like kids all over the country are joining clubs just to um, boost their application status. Kids are joining organizations to boost their application status. There are programs that, you know, you join the program and then the head people of the program will whisper to that admissions ear and be like, hey, take a closer look at my kid. My kid is in this program. You should look into this program because we have a partnership with your school. So take a closer look at my kid. He wants to go to your school. Like people do that all the time. That's the game. And like people who can afford it put tons of work into tutoring, tons of money into SAT prep, tons of tutoring and tons of money into, you know, making sure that you prepared athletically, academically, socially. So the game is a game and not everyone has a fair playing field. But when you work with low income students like I do, you work with students who are first generation, who are the first in their family to go to college. And you see like this is kind of fucked up because the game is if you're poor, if you're first generation, if you struggled, like they want you to bring that struggle back into the limelight so you can get into these colleges, which is kind of fucked up if you think about it. And then richer people more affluent people and there are dogs barking but i'm just going to power through it because dogs are loud and boisterous and i really want to get this podcast out but yeah richer people don't have to necessarily exploit that trauma so much or their struggles so much they just have to um say they work hard and they deserve it And because they say they work hard and they deserve it, they by default deserve it. And then they get into these schools without exploiting their trauma. That really isn't there. Like they might have traumatic experiences elsewhere, but the trauma that they have really isn't there in the same way that poor people, low income, first generation people, um, disadvantaged people, minorities have. Um, the trauma just isn't there in that way. So the, the game is not fair. But you can you can play the game and you can boost your stats in the game. But the game is not fair. And I know this. I work in college access. I work in education. The game is not fair. But that's what the game is. And the game can't be fair because colleges want to be prestigious. Colleges want to be selective. They want to deny people. So the game can't be fair. They need to deny people. That's why colleges have minimum GPAs and minimum test score requirements. Because the game is not fair. It was never designed to be fair. You can play the game as best as you can. And I'm talking as someone who went to a UC. I went to UC Riverside in Southern California. Just a stone's throw away from USC. I know that the game is not fair. And I played the game and I'm not the most disadvantaged person out there. I am African-American and all, but I'm not the most disadvantaged person out there. But yeah, and it's crazy. I was thinking like the only reason they want to go to USC is because of status, because there was like a viral clip of the girl, the daughter of Aunt Becky saying she just wanted the college experience. She didn't really care about school. Excuse me. And I was like, if you don't care about school or if you just want the college experience, and this is no shade to the school I'm going to mention, but if you just want the college experience, you could have got that at Cal State Dominguez Hills. That's a place you could have actually got into. 
Now, if you're not from California, you probably never heard of Cal State Dominguez Hills. But if you want the college experience, you could go to Dominguez Hills. You don't have to go to USC. And USC is a prestigious school, but that, that school is in the hood. And so is Dominguez Hills. Cal State Dominguez Hills is like 20 minutes away from USC. She could have gone to Cal State Dominguez Hills probably legitimately and had the college experience, but she didn't want that. You want the status. You want the, the fame, the prestige for her YouTube channel, I guess. I guess she has like a million followers or something. I'm sorry, I'm sniffling. I'm going to drink some tea now. But yeah, that's crazy. And it's also like, I have this theory and I don't know if I came up with it. I'm pretty sure someone told it to me. But there's a reason why like legacy admins and people bribe their way into schools and why they let these rich kids with lower credentials get into school. Like I read somewhere that the kid that Aunt Becky's kid didn't even have a good GPA. How the hell did she get into USC? And now we found out. But there's a reason. The reason is if you go to college. You have to have someone who doesn't do well in college. Like I said, the game is not fair. It's never been built to be fair. But when you go to college, like say you're a straight A student and you go to USC and all of a sudden you get C's. Then you're going to be sad and disappointed because you got A's your whole life and now you're getting C's. The rich legacy kid, they're okay with getting C's. They're okay with that because they know in the back of their mind that they didn't really deserve to be there. Then they are just a legacy they got in because of their rich parents or because their parents went to that school, something like that. And they need people to fail. They need people at the top, people in the middle, and they need people at the bottom. The people at the bottom, what better way to do it than to have some privileged person who knows that they're not really there on their merit they're there on their status what better way to have them have the 2.2 gpas at the bottom when the other people are working hard at the top and they feel more fulfilled you need these people to be okay with failing and these elite schools have figured that out that's why they have those um legacy admits and that's why they bribe into schools and at least this is what my theory is that i'm pretty sure i did not come up with on my own I also do not base anything in science, like I said, but that's why they do that shit, right? They do that shit to have people comfortable with failing. It happened with John F. Kennedy. It happened with George W. Bush. George W. Bush, a C student. His dad, wealthy, got help. he was able to get into an Ivy League school. He was a C student. He was okay with it. He makes jokes about it now. The kid who got straight A's and ended up being a C student, He's not okay with it. He got straight A's in high school, and now he's at Yale or whatever, and he's struggling, and he's upset. George Bush, the George Bush types, they've been C students their whole lives, and they are okay with it. And that's how the game works. Like I said, the game is not fair at all. Um, but yeah, I guess I want to talk about something that happened recently, something that's really mind-blowing. Um, Shane Dawson, Shane Dawson of, um, Shane Dawson YouTube channel. Um, one of the biggest YouTubers, one of the most popular, one of the like earliest YouTube stars. I remember I've seen videos of him when I was like 15 and I'm like 24 now. So 
He's been around for a while. He's been around for a minute. And I guess on Shane Dawson's podcast, which shows that you can't just be letting anything fly on a podcast, he said in detail that he, and this is not safe for work, that he basically fucked his cat. <laughs> that he like mas- uses a cat to masturbate with. He jizzed, he came, he sprayed all over his cat. And he said he was 19 when he did it, which means he was more than 19 when he said it, meaning he was a grown-ass man that knows better. He said, basically, he said he lost his virginity to a cat. He said that his first sexual experience was him humping a cat. And I was like, whoa. Like, I generally don't think cancel culture is the most productive thing in the world. Like, I don't believe necessarily in going back into people's old tweets and exposing them. But I do think it's a case-by-case basis. I think most of the time it's been getting kind of ridiculous. Like, you're exposing people for what they said when they were 14, when they're young, and they don't know any better. They never expected to be famous. I don't necessarily believe in that. I do think people can change. But I think cancel culture has, like some criteria for whether it's valid or not. One is their age, if they were young, like I said, if they didn't expect to be famous. One, two is what they said, how inflammatory was it? Three is the intent behind the people exposing them. Are they just exposing them because they wanted to expose people for fun? Or do they really think this person is a problem? And four is change behavior. People can change all the time. And I don't necessarily believe cancel culture to be productive. A lot of people who have been quote unquote canceled, I don't think deserve being canceled. I don't think it hurts their career that much anyway. Like people still have careers even after being canceled on Twitter. Like even R. Kelly, who's like a heinous person, still has supporters. Um, He's probably going down though. And I believe he actually did that shit. But cancel culture in some cases is not um, okay in my book. I think it's, you know, overreaching. People say toxic. I don't like throwing around the word toxic too much, but people say that it's toxic because, you know, you're just tearing people down that don't deserve to be torn down. And especially since most people are eligible to be canceled. Like, I know me, like, I learned recently that a word was offensive, and I'm going to spell the word so I don't get um, accused of saying the word or this doesn't get clipped. But T-R-A-N-N-Y, that word, I didn't realize that was offensive. I thought that even transgender people said that word when referring to themselves. I didn't know that was offensive until like a few months ago, like maybe December 2018. And I've probably said that word not trying to be offensive. And now... Like, I know that that word is offensive and I'm not going to say it because I have respect for people, but I didn't know that word was offensive. So for me, if I if people dig up something of me saying that I could be canceled, even though I didn't know that that word was an offensive word. I now I know now that that word is an offensive word, but I think everyone has something like that where they can be canceled. They're just not famous And if you're famous, you can be canceled, but everyone else just goes about the day knowing they have these skeletons in the closet. Like, I live in the Bay Area. I know people of every race have said the N-word here. 
I know this. I've heard it. I've known Filipinos, Mexicans, Indians, um, Samoans, white people even. Yes, I'm talking white people. I've known them all to say it and everyone was cool with it. And now you're canceling someone from saying the N-word when you know you were saying the N-word at the same time. Like that doesn't necessarily fly with me. Like I think that now in 2019, yes, you can call out someone for saying the N-word now who is not black. But going back to when they were middle school, I'm not with it. I'm not with it because people were dumb in middle school. But Shane Dawson, let's get back to what I'm trying to talk about. Shane Dawson, he said this shit when he was at least 20. I heard, I read somewhere that the podcast in question is from 2015, which isn't that long ago, homie. But um, which mean and he was 19 when he allegedly did it. He was a grown man when he said it out loud. So I think this is a little bit different. And it's not that like he said it was a joke. Shane Dawson said it was a joke, that it's not real, that he was saying it as a joke, a potential sketch idea. But look, there is now a chance that Shane Dawson fucked a cat. There is now a non-zero percentage of probability that Shane Dawson fucked a cat. And I don't know if this is like the wrong thing to say, but if you say you fucked a cat... You cannot say that I cannot call you a cat fucker, right? Like if I say I love green tea, you can call me a tea lover. If I say I love McDonald's apple pie, you can call me a pie lover. If you say, if Shane Dawson says that he fucked his cat, I'm allowed to call him a cat fucker. I think that's how it is. I'm allowed to call him a cat fucker because he said that he fucked a cat. It doesn't even matter if it's true or not. It doesn't matter if Shane Dawson actually fucked a cat or not. You said that you fucked a cat. You are now a cat fucker for the rest of your life. Like, I made a brief video. Like, I made, like, a 15-second video saying that he probably fucked a cat. Half joking, half serious. And then someone commented saying, don't say that. But he said it. He said he was a cat fucker. And now, because he was joking, quote-unquote, it's okay. But when I call him a cat fucker, it's not okay. He said it first. He called himself a cat fucker. If you call yourself a cat fucker, I get to call you a cat fucker for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. You said it. I can say I love podcasts. You can now call me a podcast lover for the rest of my life. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. You said that shit. You said you fucked a cat. Now I get to say that you fucked a cat also. That's just how it works. And again, the game is not fair. The game is not fair, but guess what? You said you fucked cats. And I don't think if you did that shit to the cat, the cat didn't think it was fair either. And I really do wonder how true is it? Like how close, how real is the story? Did he actually fuck the cat? Because if he did, like that's Michael Vick territory, right? Like Michael Vick, there are people who still haven't forgiven Michael Vick. I think that this is Michael Vick territory of being canceled, right? And Shane Dawson has done some other things that he has been quote unquote canceled from, but he got back from it. He apologized or whatever. Like I know there was blackface accusations or not even accusations. Like he actually did blackface. I've never been like a fan of his, but I do remember like being young and seeing a video of his that was disgusting to me. I don't remember what the video was about. I just remember that it was disgusting. 
And I remember recently he did like a documentary on Jake Paul where like he kind of used sociopaths in a problematic way that I made a video about, but I don't really notice him. Oh, and I saw him in a movie. It was called Internet Famous on Netflix. I was just fucking around on Netflix and I saw him in that and I thought he was pretty okay in that, but I'm not like a huge fan. Those are the instances I remember of him. And like I said, he's been canceled one, once before, and he came back from it. Like, it didn't really affect his career. He still makes money off of the internet, even though the internet canceled him in the first place. So it brings to the question how legitimate is cancel culture? Although I do think that he was old enough, probably, to be legitimately canceled by the blackface and legitimately canceled for saying the n-word because he was pretty old and again age is a factor here at least in my book i think he was old enough to be legitimately canceled but i guess he said he was using shock values so it doesn't count which i think is kind of a bullshit response but you know people accept what they accept and sorry i'm sniffling again i'm at the tail end of being sick here but it's just crazy to me that you would think that saying that you fucked a cat, like you said you you fucked a cat and you thought that it would just go over well. I'm pretty sure when he said this, podcasts weren't as popular as they are now. Because if he said that now, even though it came up now, and I don't even know who went back to see Shane Dawson saying that he fucked a cat, but... Someone did, but if he said that now, people would be up in arms just as much as they are today. <sighs> Took a sip of my tea. But you thought that that wouldn't go over well. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if his friends call him Catfucker for the rest of his life. And the funny thing is, like, I saw it on Twitter. I saw, like, the clip of the video on Twitter, but then it got, like, deleted. Like, the person who posted it deleted the, the audio clip. I don't know if the audio clip is still around. Probably on like the dark web if you um, look for it. But I saw the clip and then he said, I didn't fuck my cat. He tweeted, I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat. And I just hope that I never have to type those sentences in a sincere way to defend myself. And that's what I said. This isn't like a nuanced take or anything, but... If you say, I didn't fuck my cat in a tweet, if you start your tweet that way, you probably fucked your cat. I think that you probably fucked your cat. And I get to call you a cat fucker, even if you say you didn't fuck your cat, because you admitted to fucking your cat. So I get to call you a cat fucker for the rest of your life. And you may never see this. And I don't necessarily have beef with you, Shane Dawson, if you do hear this or listen to this. But I get to call you a cat fucker. You might be a nice person, Shane Dawson. Um, but I get to call you a cat fucker for the rest of your life. And something else happened. Like someone else got canceled. A tattoo artist named like Romeo Lacoste. Um, just double checking because I wrote it down. Yes, Romeo Lacoste got canceled because he was talking to like underage girls and like 18 year old girls and he was like 26 and there was an interview i did only watch like five minutes of the interview but he was like i was 26 she was close to 18 and i have to say this one more time <clears throat> excuse me i've said this on several podcasts now 
if you are 24 and older, if you are 23 and older, if you were born in 1995 or earlier, do not date high schoolers. Do not go after 18-year-olds. They are in a different space in life. If you want to listen more to that, I have a podcast all about it. But do not do that. Do not manipulate teenagers. You are old as fuck. Get someone closer to your age. They don't have to be exactly your age, but they can be around your age, dog. Don't do that shit. Stop manipulating teenagers. If you worked in the education system, you would go to jail. Stop it. Please stop it. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, Because I saw that in conjunction with the Shane Dawson stuff. And I'm not familiar with the guy, Romeo. But apparently he's a tattoo artist. And he, um, oh God, I'm sniffling so much. I have to end this soon. Um, No fake fake ad today because I have to end this soon. Because I'm sniffling and it's going to sound super bad eventually. But yeah, I'm not too familiar with Romeo because I don't plan on getting tattoos ever. But um. Yeah, I had to mention that just in case someone was like, you mentioned Shane Dawson, but not this other guy who did something probably worse and he wasn't actually joking, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the last thing I'll say about Shane Dawson is if it was a joke, it was not obvious that it was a joke and it was delivered absolutely poorly. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, no fake ad because I am sniffling. I'll get into the podcast review now. Um And I reviewed this podcast because I've actually been following the podcast host for a while because she posts on Instagram a lot. And I followed her because she was hot and she's like a fitness influencer and she has like a business or something like that. But I never bothered to listen to her podcast or figured what her business is about. I followed her because she was hot and she is hot. Um, But I decided to give her podcast a listen, especially since Instagram was down. And I was like, oh. Let me listen to that Instagram girls podcast. Um, Excuse me. Side note, pretty much every Instagram model could probably beat me up, could probably kick my ass. They stay in the gym. But anyway, so this podcast called Bucci Radio, and it's like a motivational podcast um, about growing your business, being healthy, all that stuff. And I wasn't excited to listen to this podcast, not because like the premise is bad or anything, I just, I'm not too big on motivational stuff. Like, I feel like sometimes it could come off disingenuous, not saying that anyone who tries to motivate people is disingenuous, but sometimes it does. Um, But she knows what to do. She has like half a million Instagram followers or something, a business that reportedly has six figures or seven figures or something. So she knows what she's doing. And she has like, she sells stuff like fitness guides or something Instagram guides, how to be an influencer, blah, blah, blah. So she knows what she's doing. She's making money somehow. And I will say I was pleasantly surprised. Oh my God, I can't even talk anymore. I need to end this soon. I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. You know, they had some like tips on how to grow your social media following, like, you know, motivating yourself, growing your business, stuff like that. It was actually pretty insightful, pretty good. Had a lot of guests um, that have businesses or are healthy, blah, blah, blah. And I would say it's pretty good. It didn't come off disingenuous like I thought it might have. And 
you know, I'm not like a fitness influencer. I'm not like an influencer. I let this person influence me and I thought it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I would say Bucci Radio gets like um, a 7.5 out of 10, probably. You know, I would say that Bucci Radio seems to record in different locations every time. And at the end of Bucci Radio, it has like a plug for the mixing and mastering studio that she uses. Um, But it seems like she's recording in a different place every time and the quality of the audio isn't consistent. I would say that, you know, I don't have the best equipment. I don't have fancy equipment. I can't judge too much. It's just something to notice. And she said that she recorded a podcast in her car. I don't know how the fuck that works, but if you can record a podcast in your car, then you are more talented than I am because I would never record a podcast while driving. Um, But yeah, I would say it's pretty good motivational if you want to. You know, learn about creating content, motivating yourself, um, tips for how to grow your business or how to be more successful. Maybe give this a chance. Um, It's not a consistent length either. Like some of them are like an hour with guests. Some of them are like 30 minutes with no guests. But hey, it says in the description what you're going to get from the get go. So you can't be too surprised. But yeah, I give it like um, a 7.5 out of 5 or out of 10. Sorry. And by the way, shout out to the dude from Potterless. The dude from Potterless listened to my podcast. So that's cool. At least I had one listener the last time I made a podcast. Um, but yeah, my throat is killing me and my nose is running. So I'm going to end this here. Um, thank you for listening if you listened all the way. Thank you um, for rating if you rated. Thank you for subscribing. Um, yeah, please be safe. Love you. Goodbye.